So for some of us, it's the family we love. Um, for some of it's the family we're uh, doing our best to love. Um, for some of us, uh, it might be our kids. You know, look, Alexandria did this the other day. What's that going to look like when she's 19? <laughs> right? It's just kind of concerned about our kids. For others of us, it's concerned about our parents. Uh, some of you know, many of you know, you know, my, my parents struggle with their cancers. It's just an ongoing thing. Uh, so recently, my dad, again, the cancer's kind of coming back, and we're going to start the chemo again. Uh, so it's just, that's one thing. And so family and the people we love and others of us, it's our financial situation. Uh, it makes, seems to make contentment impossible. Uh, so there's $16.53 in the account right now. There's no money for rent or the credit card bill, let alone groceries, right? How do you be content in that? Uh, for some of us, it's, it's an unrealized dream. You know, what, what would have happened had I have gotten my pilot's license? Uh, what, what would have happened? So you're looking backwards, and it's hard to be content now because there's that thing that you're looking back on. For some of us, life's good. Honestly, it's, it's good. Life is good. Uh, there's some hiccups, but life is good. And, but the, the discontent, the struggle is the unknowns, the what if. What if this happens with the job? What if this happens with the health visit? What if this happens in the family? There's so many unknowns, and so you worry. Uh, Paul says, I've learned to be content whatever the circumstance, anything. Uh, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. What is he talking about? Can you say this in your circumstance? I've learned to be content whatever the circumstance. He's, I, I, I cannot. I can't. I can't. Maybe I, I just can't. Uh, I, I'm practicing this, though. And what's, what's interesting is that Paul does say, I have learned to be content. Uh, so Paul has had to come to the place where he can now say, you know what, nothing can finish me. Uh, to use the MacGyver example, in no circumstances does MacGyver say, you know what, this bomb's going to blow, we're finished. That's not the MacGyver we know. Contentment is knowing you have all you need to measure up to your current circumstance. In MacGyver, you think the bad guys would know? You know, just don't stick that guy alone in a room with a bomb. Like, <laughs> he's going to get out, right? Uh, he'll find a paper clip. He'll find a clothes hanger. <laughs> like, there's some resource uh, that he's going to find, and this guy's going to be out of there. He's going he's gonna to escape. Obviously, there's differences between Paul and MacGyver, right? Contentment's knowing you have all you need for your present circumstances. Paul teaches, you know, you have all you need for your present circumstances, trusting the resources of Christ, right? So there is a difference here. Um, going into your week, you have a bomb that's going to threaten you. You might know about it. You might not know about it yet. And so you need a strategy to deal with that. Uh, MacGyver shows that some common items can be used to fix a wide variety, a wide range of problems. And so we're going to have fun with this. And so I've picked some common items uh, that we want to kind of use 
to work through our spiritual challenges too. Uh, so earlier in this chapter, Paul says, in every situation, he's learned with thanksgiving to make his request known to God. In every situation. So we're going to find everyday items that we can use to, with thanksgiving, you know, be content in our lives. Uh, so number one is find the paperclip. Find the paperclip. MacGyver didn't just fix the situation, right? He couldn't just fix it. He had to use what he found in the room. He had to use what he found in the room. Paperclip, speaker, coat hanger. Paul did the same thing in prison, right? He's in prison. He's chained beside another guard 12 hours a day. He's stuck, right? The guard's chained to him. He's stuck. What does he do? He shares the gospel with them to the point where he said earlier in the letter, the whole guard, over 100 people, hears about Jesus. You know, he finds the paperclip in that room alone with the guard. Uh, sometimes you don't find the paperclip until years later for your situation. Ian bullying. His parents helped him find the paperclip rather than saying, you know, I'm... I'm not worth anything, you know, because that's what all my peers say. He said, you know what? I am worth something. I was knit together by God. I might be weird. And you're, you're normal now, Ian. You're, I might be weird, but I, I am known by God and loved by God as I am. Number, so number one, find the paperclip. Uh, number two, surrender to the hand dryer machines. Uh, how many of you enjoy these machines? Show of hands. Ian. Yeah, at the back. Brandon. I hate them. <laughs> Why spend 30 seconds doing something what you can do in three seconds? If you just give me the paper towel, this, this situation could be done in three seconds, right? <laughs> okay. So, uh, but these stupid blow dryers, these hand dryers, are so common, and they force you to just sit there like this, you know? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, like, but the thing is, notice when you're doing that, your hands are open in a posture of surrender. The next time you're at the hand dryer machine, hold out your hands knowing and spend that 30 seconds surrendered to God, whatever the bomb is in your life, not surrendered to the situation. Spend those 30 seconds. God, I give you my present circumstance, whatever's going on. Surrender to the hand dryer machines. Number three, accept the construction we live in Canada. We have two seasons. You all know this. Winter and construction. Here lies the real problem. For most of us, worry is instinctive, right? You just do it without even thinking. You just do it. And it's, it's when the bombs come, you just worry. But then, on top of that, you worry that you're worrying. <laughs> you're upset that you shouldn't be upset. And, and so you're upset that, that you're in that place 
we need to accept the fact that we're under construction. So the next time you're slowed down due to construction, accept it and pray something like this. Jesus, you see me right now. You see this situation. I could be here for two hours. I surrender my worry to you. And you know what? I surrender my worry about the kids and the parents and the job. I give it to you. As this road is right now, so I am. I give you my situation. And show me, what is it that you are teaching me right now through this circumstance? Do the work that you need to do in me. Do it now, God, even if it slows me down. For MacGyver, it's his thinking that gets him out of his circumstance, right? He's super smart. Uh, For us, it's our confession and our surrender that we get out. It comes by accepting, surrendering that we're under construction, and it's okay. And God's going to take a lifetime. There's going to be a lifetime of construction, not just because you're in Canada, but because you're in Jesus. And sanctification is a lifetime process. For MacGyver, it's his creative genius uh, to be content in any, any circumstance, almost like he has unlimited resources at his disposal. In Christ, we have unlimited resources at our disposal. Um, We've talked about our circumstances. We've talked about our strategy, some strategies to take a step at this on Monday. Now let's talk about our security. Um, This is our security, that we're in Christ and we have his unlimited resources. I heard this illustration. Picture a rock on the edge of the sea. The storm waves are coming, and they're coming over that rock. Uh, Is it over for that rock? You can't see it anymore. No way! That's not the end of that rock. The waves recede, and that rock has not budged an inch. Paul is like this. Wave after wave after wave, beaten, stoned, shipwrecked, prison, wave after wave, he doesn't budge an inch. He says, I've found a way to be completely poised in every situation. Ian and Aaron, things are going to happen, and you know what? Your daughter's going to outlive you, right? Waves will come at her after you're long gone. May she not budge an inch. May she not budge an inch. May she never know a day when she sensed that she was on her own. May she know this security that Paul is talking about. That's our prayer. Paul's security is not in his circumstances. This enabled him to be joyful and peaceful. He says, in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known. But Paul, make your requests known with thanksgiving. This is counterintuitive. I mean, we think, I make the request, I get the request, I thank. In other words, if I get what I want, then I thank God, right? But why should I thank him 
Uh, I, I don't know what he's going to do with my bomb in this situation. I don't know what he's going to do with it. Why should I thank him? No, make the request and thank him for whatever he's going to do. Make the request and thank him for whatever he is going to do in the circumstance. You'll never be content unless you see this. Romans 8, 28, we read, if you love God, God's working everything out for your good. Uh, We're about to celebrate communion. On the day Jesus was crucified, all his friends looked at this and they thought, I can't believe this happened. I can't believe this. These charges are trumped up. This is a load of crap. And what, what is this? And I just wasted, you know, the past three years of my life. Like, this is crap, right? That's what the mindset was. If I was there, if you were there, we'd be like, there's no way God can bring good out of this. No way. Inside that moment, you and I must confess that we would, that we, we would have not known how God was going to bring the redemption of the whole world, right? We wouldn't have known. Now we get it, but back then, no way. God says, what I'm doing, what I did in Jesus' life, I'm doing in everybody's life. Everyone. I'm going to work it out. I'm going to work it out. So in the little things, we pray with thanksgiving. Uh, No matter what our circumstance, that's our security. Uh, This is the good news. Uh, You don't need to be a MacGyver on Monday. Uh, with genius-level intellect, proficiency in multiple languages, knowledge of applied physics, uh, military training in bomb disposal techniques. You don't need that on Monday to deal with your bomb. You can trust that Jesus has and will work it all out. I think of Abigail uh, growing up. She says, Dad, I want to go to the supermarket. She's seven. She wants to do this by herself, right? What does Ian say? No. Dad, it's just down the street. What does Ian say? What does he say? And what does she think? She doesn't know all the things that Ian knows, right? But, but Ian, Ian would give her everything that she would ask for if she knew everything that Ian knew, that Ian knows, right? So, so Ian would give her everything that she would ask for, that she would ask for if she knew what he knows. Imagine God saying, my child, when a child of mine makes a request, right? Anything. I always give them what they would ask for if they knew everything that I know. Do you believe this about your own life? Do you believe it? Do you? You need this security. If you you believe this, we talk about our circumstances, our strategy, our security. If you believe this, then you have contentment. If you don't believe this, then you will not have contentment. Uh, This is the security that Jesus is inviting us into when we take the bread and the cup. Let's pray. Dear God, uh, we're about
to take the bread and to take the cup and to do it in remembrance of all that Jesus has done for us. Uh, We ask that uh, you would speak to our hearts the exact words that we need to hear. Through Christ we pray. Amen. We're going to do the Lord's Supper a little bit differently. I'd like to invite the ushers to come on up uh, to the front, and we're going to actually deliver the... um, the bread and the cup to you, and then we'll take it together, okay? So a little bit differently. Uh, so you can just go ahead and go about your, uh, your work. Uh, recently, I saw the latest Avengers movie. Who's seen that? Okay, okay, what'd you think? Pretty good? Yeah, yeah. So they say it's going to be the last one, the last Avengers movie. Do you believe it? No, no. Second highest grossing box office film? No, no way. Uh, But what happens in this movie is that Thanos, the greatest bomb in history in this Avengers world, uh, is defeated. Uh, And so when, when we celebrate communion, what we're doing is we're celebrating that our greatest enemy, Satan, has been defeated. Uh, so this Lord's Supper is not an end in itself. It always points beyond to God's faithfulness throughout all of history, uh, knowing that God has history in his hands and we can be content. And he has each one of our bombs in his hands and he is on the throne. Uh, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Uh, So that's what we're doing. We're coming to Jesus, knowing that in him, our souls will find the contentment that nothing else in this world provides.